Go talk about tonight's matchup with the Raiders. National Football League, another week ready to close out. Big story yesterday was Kirk Cousins blowing out his Achilles at Lambeau. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, what's going on? Boy, uh, Vikings were playing as good as anybody in the NFL, and then they lose Cousins for the season. Wow. Yeah, there's just nothing he could do. I mean, you know, people go throw out names of Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan or whoever it's going to be. Nobody available at the beginning of November is really helping you that much. And, I mean, for you guys, I mean, the division I thought was over already. Now it's really over. I mean, this might be, I mean, the Lions clinching shortly after Thanksgiving type of deal. I, ooh, the Packers stink. The Bears stink. And the Vikings are without Kirk Cousins the rest of the way with a fifth round rookie basically is their only option at quarterback. I mean, boy, yeah, this is this NFC North race is going to be over very, very quickly. So I would assume with the trade deadline tomorrow in the NFL, and I'll get your thoughts on should the Lions do anything? Will they do anything? I, I would think, you know, with the way Will Levis played, is a Tannehill available there for a trade? Do the Vikings again? I don't have the, all the cap list here, but. Could they make a deal for a veteran like that, even though he has not looked good at all for the Titans this year? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it's it's going to come down to what do the Vikings really want to give up for a stopgap guy? It's hard for a quarterback to join the team in November. I mean, you got to learn an entire system playbook. You're already not playing well. He's hurt. Like, I mean, there's so many complicating things that if I'm the Vikings, I'm not giving up a valuable pick. And I don't know if the Titans are just, like, giving him away either. So... I think there's a, there's a lot of layers there, and it's just complicated with the salary and stuff. How much did the Titans pick up? Uh, so I don't, I don't, I really truly don't think Tannehill's moving anywhere. Uh, maybe it does make sense. Uh, it's just there's so many moving parts there that I don't think it'll happen. I, I but I think the Titans and the Titans, you know, winning yesterday. It's weird how teams who would have sold had they lost yesterday are going to not sell because they won. Well, what's really the difference between three and four and two and five? Like, yeah, I mean, you're probably not going anywhere anyway. So that's strange too, but I really don't think the Titans are going to do much here at the trade deadline as much as we thought they might. And I just, I, there's too many complicating factors with Tannehill because let's say the Vikings say, look, your quarterback's hurt. He's got two touchdown passes all year. It's going to be hard for him to learn the system. We only got, two months left in the season, we're going to give you a seventh-round pick. Uh, at that point, what's it worth it to the Titans? They might as well just hold on to the Daniel at that point. So uh, it's going to be very interesting, but I don't think anything's going to happen. Yeah, because what was interesting, you just mentioned the teams that some thought were going to lose one yesterday, Broncos, Washington, right, Titans. Uh, yep. they, they all were uh, big uh, underdogs, and all three came in with victories. So now – you look at Kansas City losing. You look at the West and the AFC, uh, the NFC East. I'm not saying Washington has a chance. And uh, the same thing with the Titans. I I, I don't think NFL teams like baseball uh, really is the pull the ripcord sport when it comes to a trade deadline. I don't think they can do it with fan bases wanting them to come out the rest of the year. Yeah, it, it is a lot tougher in football. I mean, you look at a team like the Broncos. I mean, look, they got a third win yesterday, two in a row. You just beat the Chiefs. You don't feel like you're out of it. Like, you never feel like you're out of it in the NFL. So I think that that's a factor, too. And also, 
It's just, you know, I mean, uh, like let's say the the Broncos, I think one of the most valuable assets the Broncos have right now is Garrett Bowles, their left tackle, right? Because nobody has a lot of line play, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you just got very quarterback to the Wolves the rest of the year by not having a left tackle. And it's not going to be easier to replace them next year either. So stuff like that goes through team minds. And I think they overthink it sometimes. I think they don't want to look like they're raising a white flag. Well, sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes fans understand it's, but it never really has been a big trading sport. It's been, you know, I mean, there have been more in-season trades lately, but it's still pretty rare. I, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of action because, kind of like you alluded to, who's out of it in the NFL? There's no undefeated teams. There's only one team with one loss. I mean, everybody can kind of, unless you're like the Panthers or something, everybody can kind of talk themselves into, hey, we we win two or three in a row. We're right in this thing. I mean, even look at the Vikings. The Vikings are a very interesting case. We just talked about the Vikings buying, right? Like, you know, what did they get Tannehill? What about the Vikings selling? What if the Vikings just say, Chris lost our quarterback. What are we saving, holding on to these guys for? But that's not how NFL teams think. They think we just we we just broke off a few wins in a row. We're right back in this thing. We don't want to give up now. So, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of action over the next 24 hours. That's why with the Chiefs losing yesterday, the Broncos winning, Frank, and you look at this game tonight in Michigan in downtown Detroit, uh, the Raiders are sitting there at 3-4. and four. This is a big game for Las Vegas, a huge game for the Lions after they laid that egg at Baltimore. Should be interesting how this unfolds. Absolutely, and I, I think going into it, the Lions are going to be refocused, uh, frustrated, angry, embarrassed by the way they played. Thirty-eight-six is is a bad way to go in the NFL, but that really hasn't come to pass. I mean, I thought the same way about the Forty ers the last couple of weeks. That hey, you know, they're they're not going to let you know two in a row, three in a row, and it's happened. So. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. I just don't think the Raiders are any good. I just think they're a bad, bad football team. It's really poorly coached. So I, I, I really do assume the Lions come out tonight, handle business, win by double digits, all that kind of stuff. But if anything, in this past few weeks in the NFL, it's just shown that we don't know anything. I, I mean, uh, every week I seem to th- I, I like to think that I figured things out by watching the games, studying them, rewatching them, and all this kind of stuff. And then Sunday is just totally different than anything we've seen in the previous weeks. It's just it changes week to week to week. And but you're right. I think this is it's a big game for the Raiders to feel like their season's still alive and all that kind of stuff. But it's a, I think it's a bigger game for the Lions just to say don't have these doubts creep in your head. And it's unfortunate. It's unfair to the Lions that we have these doubts. Like I at least nationally, I don't know about there. But I'm going to speak for I shouldn't, but I'll speak for the other 49 states basically. And that. We all have doubts about the Lions because they're the Lions. They haven't won a division title in 30 years. They haven't won, they've only won one playoff game since 1957. All those stats you guys know very, very well. I think that that keeps us from just buying into the Lions as a Super Bowl contender. And so they lose a game like they did to the Ravens, and we're all sitting here saying, uh oh, there's the Lions. So I think just for them to come out and get a win tonight against the, a bad Raiders team at home, do it convincingly, would kind of put to rest these uh, these thoughts of, hey, are the Lions just going to fade away on us at some point this season? Uh, that's why I call it the most important game of the season. It's not hyperbole or because it's Monday Night Football and I do a statewide sports radio show. I just think this is such a big game, especially with Cousins going down. You win that game, you're sitting there. I think they're going to go with Hall because he knows the system. And they're going to think maybe we get a second coming of Purdy and the Vikings still could stay in at least maybe a wild card playoff race. One note about the Niners, though, 
I do agree with you, but also you see how important Debo Samuel is to their offense and that team. And not having him, they become very average. I, I agree, and it's crazy to me. I, but that doesn't explain the defense being terrible the last two weeks. I do not know what happen, has happened to the San Francisco 49ers. We sat here three weeks ago after they destroyed a good Cowboys team. And we said, this team isn't just the best team this year. This might be the best team in 10 years. Like, this is an absolute juggernaut. And since then, they've lost a P.J. Walker. They got torched by Kirk Cousins. And they got absolutely – Joe Burrow went 28-32 to 32 yesterday. And like you said, the offense has kind of disappeared without Debo Samuel. And I, I, I can't remember the last time everybody felt so confident about a team – and then three weeks later, it's like uh, they're not even in first place anymore. I don't know what has happened to the 49ers. It is very hard to, to really parse that out. I agree, Debo, a huge injury, huge loss for them. But it doesn't explain everything. It's uh, This whole team is falling apart. And just suddenly, it was just without warning, it's just we are just not going to be a good team for the next three weeks. I, I don't even know what to make of it. And one note on the NFC and why tonight is so important for the Lions because it put them right there. Uh, with the Seahawks in terms of losses at two, that the Eagles have hung on, and they still got the playmakers led by Hurts and Brown and Devontae. But, you know, they're they're lucky. If you look at the game they lost at the Jets, uh, and you start to do the math, and even they pulled away late against Miami and Washington yesterday, that doesn't look like a juggernaut. If you can get them on the road, if there's some way the Lions could get – San Francisco or Philly to have to come to Detroit for the NFC Championship game, that is their only path to the Super Bowl in my mind. I agree, too. And But the NFC is looking a lot more vulnerable, and all of a sudden the Lions can start thinking about number one seeds and whatnot. And that's why it comes back to you talking about how big of a game this is tonight. That, that's another reason. If you want to have any dreams of being the number one seed in the NFC, which is a huge edge, because only one team gets that advantage, you're two home games away from the Super Bowl, you cannot lose games like against the Raiders. You lose the Ravens, I get it. You lose it overtime to the Seahawks, whatever. Seahawks are a better team than anybody wants to give them credit for. You cannot lose to the Las Vegas Raiders at home. Period. End of story. Like That is a non-negotiable thing. So I think that that for the Lions to really get on the kind of roll where they can have dreams of the number one seed, look at I just talked about how bad the NFC North might be. The Lions might run the table in the NFC North this year. Their schedule is not that hard. They don't have to play the Cowboys twice like the Eagles do. The 49ers and Seahawks got to play each other twice still. Lions don't have that. They should. They could win until they play against. I think it's Dallas on December 31st is the first game where you look at their schedule. You go that one. They probably lose. Every game before that is one you say, yeah, well, I can win that game. But to do that, you can't lose games like tonight against the Raiders or you're not going to get on that roll. I still look at three games. Uh, well, tonight is important because the bounce back after what they did on the road at Baltimore. But, you know, coming off the bye, being well-rested, a lot of guys possibly returning or more than likely returning. Chargers uh, played well last night. They've been inconsistent, uh, hammered the Bears uh, at New Orleans and at the Cowboys, I kind of that's that's the path to home field advantage. Somehow, do you uh, do you not run the table, but you're fourteen and three. You have one. You have room yeah. for one loss, maybe two losses because the tiebreaker. Then you don't play the Niners, you don't play the Eagles. I I I just think that it starts tonight. They get the bye. They get a chance to rest up. They fly out west. 
play the Chargers, uh, and then you're looking at a schedule where finding three losses in the second half is tough. Uh, second half plus one outside of at New Orleans, who again up and down Chargers, up and down and Cowboys. Even you know you can say look how they looked against the Niners. And then you watch them against the Rams yesterday, especially in the first half, Frank, and you're thinking they can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's the NFL in 2023, you're right. And even a team like the Saints. The Saints, what was it, 11 days ago, lost their home to Jacksonville. Like, I mean, they're, they're not unbeatable. Like, I mean, Lions could go beat them. Why not? Like, And I, I think that this is just one of those weird years. Uh, and the Eagles are the only one-loss team. So you're, you, I don't think the Eagles are going to lose that many games. I don't. Maybe they lose one to the Cowboys or something like that. So when you're talking about what's going to take the what's going to take to get the number one seed in the NFC, I, I think it might be 14 wins. It really might, I, depending on tiebreakers break out and all that. I, if you're the Lions and you're setting a goal, hey, we want to be the number one seed, how many games do we have to win? I think you got to set it to 14. If you win 13, you got a shot. But if you win 14, you got to feel pretty good about it. And you just see how the, the tiebreakers shake out with the Eagles at that point. But, yeah, it's it's going to take the, the Lions winning pretty much every game they need to win. They can't lose one. You know, they lost at Carolina late last year when they kind of just had that dead spot in their, their winning streak. Can't have games like that if you really want to get to where you want to go. We'll see the Lions can do that. I don't know. I mean, they're a really, really good team. They're fun. I think last week exposed some flaws uh, that they're just not quite at that elite level yet. But, look, the Titans weren't elite two, three years ago when they got the number one seed. They were just a, a good team that had a great schedule and they won a lot of close games. Same kind of thing can happen to the Lions and whoever gets that number one seed, again, it's a huge, huge advantage once you get to the playoffs. By the way, uh, a quick check on the Eagles' schedule. How about this? After beating Washington yesterday, 38-31, they get the Cowboys on Sunday, bye week, at the Chiefs, home against Buffalo, home against the Niners, at the Cowboys, yeah. at Seattle. That's Philly's schedule coming up. Wow. Uh, just a ridiculous gauntlet, a ridiculous gauntlet. I, I mean, you hope if you're, what is that, six games, you hope if you're Philly, I mean, you, you take four and two for sure, and, and you probably even three and three is not that bad when it comes down with it. That's a tough, tough schedule Ooh. they got coming up. So there's some losses coming up for the Eagles. There's no doubt about that. They're not going 16-1 or anything like that. There are some losses coming up. So it definitely, look, the Lions are not really in a bad spot when it comes to playoff positioning and all that. When it, when when you look at this Niners losing streak, it was, it was honestly a pretty big deal for the Lions in a roundabout way. And and you think about what you said, that 13-4, and 14-3 number. Uh, and Lions are already at two losses. That's why you need the win tonight. You can't drop to three through eight games. But yeah, thirteen and four will be the low side. Fourteen and three, I think, would guarantee you yeah. home field advantage in the NFC. I agree. I, I think fourteen gets you there. Thirteen, you, you just gotta. You hope you, you know with the tiebreakers and whatnot. But I think I do think fourteen would get you the number one seed. And and that just means, like you said, there are two losses in the bag. That means. You really can only lose one the rest of the way, and that's tough in the NFL. The NFL is tough every single week, and but the line schedule, you know, I mean, lays out to the point where they could go on that kind of run. You just you can't lose games, and to their credit, they have not lost a game yet. They shouldn't have lost, or, you know, should have won. Whatever you want to say. It, again, at the Ravens against the Seahawks, that's totally reasonable. You can't lose games. You should win though if you want to get to that 13-14 win type level. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com national NFL columnist, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest. I'm Frank. Enjoy the Monday night matchup with the Raiders and the Lions.
Absolutely. I appreciate it.